0: such a fun movie oh, so good uh did anyone did anyone have any favorite lines or anything in it or scenes anyone sock the sock monkey was awesome i Yeah, I loaned, I loaned this movie to my friend for him and his family to watch. I was telling them about it like a month and a half ago and they said, oh, I haven't seen it. So I loaned it to him. And that first scene where the sock monkey reaches and he walks away, his little daughter, who's three, just started crying. And they're like, what's the matter? And they didn't know what was going on. He's like, what's the matter? He's like, just wanted a hug. And then they got her, they got her up and over it. And then, uh, at the, uh, the second scene where he tries to get a hug, she's, they kind of like looked over at her, but she was okay. And then at the end, when she, when the sock monkey finally got his hug, he, she clapped. It was like, oh, that's cool. Wish I was there to witness that. Yeah. People who follow the camera. I like the, your that's one of my favorite lines. Also, I like his uh, theory about he knows he's leaving because he's on his last pair of shoes. <laughs> Oh, there's so many good. There's, there's just a lot of good little things throughout this movie. Um, I think there are some parts where it can be slow and parts where it can be very uh, entertaining. But I, I think more than anything, though, it reminds us how we need to start having faith in ourselves and our ability and in God. Really, we are given talents, and we should use the, those talents to glorify him, but we don't. We don't have the faith and compassion that we should have or that we had as children. I think there might be a little thing at the very end. It's very quick, so if it gets there, just turn the sound up and... I think it's at the very end of the movie. It's nothing super exciting, but it's kind of fun. Um, See, children, like in this movie, they see things differently than we do. Simple, peaceful, humble. And while we spend our time and energy and resources on balancing life's stresses and fighting to maintain the reputation that we've built for ourselves, Jesus is gently calling us back to the heart of a child. Luke 18:17 reads, Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. We need to be reminded of what it was like to think and have faith like a child. God is speaking to us every day but, and showing us his miracles every day. We just don't have the faith to see it all the time how did we lose our childhood faith and optimism? Does it come automatically from the passing of time or, said another way, age, growing older? In Matthew 19, 14, Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. As we grow older, we tend to lose our childlike faith. This comes from three areas, I think. Good, the credits are still running. Um, One... Religion without relationship. This is a sure way to lose our childlike faith. Going through the motions, maintaining the status quo, doing just enough. Trying to maintain an image that doesn't reflect reality. Some of you may have grown up in homes where your perception of Christianity was a long list of rules or how to do things right. One of the biggest challenges uh, we have as parents um, is... is. Uh, instilling right and wrong into our kids without loading them down with a bunch of legalism and squeezing the childlike faith right out of them. Um, The other day, Faith, uh, my daughter, who is four and a half, was playing with my wife's um, iPad that I just got her her the new iPad in February, and she was playing a game with it, and she got mad at the game, and she bit it, and when she bit it, she shattered the entire screen. And, yeah, (laughs) not fun, so... Um, she came in, Laura was working on the computer, and she says, "Mom, I need to go to my room and have a alone time." And uh, why? she just got really sad and said, "I broke your iPad and Laura, was, what?" And she looked at it and she was just uh, sad, so she you know punished her and sent her to her room and you know she told me about it, and then I got home, and she was really tore up for breaking the iPad and um, we, we had to, we talked about it and we didn 't know how to really balance punishing her but also rewarding her for telling the truth and not lying to us and not, you know, making up a story or anything. She admitted to it, and she knew she did wrong. So for about two weeks, we, we basically we punished her. We took games away. We took the Nintendo away. We took certain things that she loved away, but at the same time, we rewarded her with some things. It's a little scene. I don't get it either. Uh Did anyone get that? And Can anyone explain that to me? I feel like that's a famous painting, but I can't remember where it's from. Yeah, like, was that supposed to be, like, Milo... I don't know who a famous painter named Milo is. I don't know. But he's standing... He has, like, a chair balanced on a drum kit. I don't know. So, so, yeah, so... The second way we tend to lose our childlike faith is uh, risk without results. Failure can rob us of our childlike faith. Each mistake we make, each piece of wrong advice we give, every attempt to share our faith with family or friends that goes horribly wrong chips another block away of our childlike faith. We need to learn that failure is an event and not a reflection of us as people. God doesn't look down on us and expect us to see a string of success. He looks wanting to see growth. Sometimes we grow through failure. And we must remember that failure is an event. It is not who we are. Don't allow the failure to strip away your faith. Number three is refusal mm, refusal without reason. In other words, disappointment. Each unanswered, each unanswered prayer steals a little more faith. What we need to understand is that God does answer our prayers. We just need to have the childlike faith to see it. I personally believe that if you ask God anything, he will respond. It may be in a negative way to help you grow, and it may be in a positive way to help you, well, grow. But I believe he will answer if you ask. How do we get childlike faith back like Mahoney did at the end of the movie? Well, there are four things that can help. Thing number one is childlike faith believes that God has the power to do anything. A faith like a child is a faith that recognizes and accomplishes, that accomplishing impossible feats is not about our ability or our strength, but it's about God's ability and his strength. There is a saying, be all you can be in Christ. I don't think that's really phrased properly. I think the words are mixed up. Really, I think it should be, let Christ be all he can be in you. Because it's not about us. It's about Jesus. This isn't our story to glorify us. This is his story to glorify him. Philippians 4.13 says, For I can do everything with the help of Christ who gives me strength I need. How much can we do with the strength of Jesus? Everything. And thing number two, A person like, with childlike faith admits unbelief and asks for help. Childlike faith isn't perfect. There is room for doubt, but the doubt doesn't win. At the beginning of the movie, there's this great scene where Eric is trying to reach for his hat that's stuck, and Mahoney tells him it's seven feet. So Eric asks, think I should get a running start? I think that's the best part, and and it's great that we actually see him jump and get the hat. He doubts, but he doesn't let the doubt win. I, I just love it. We don't see the impossible as impossible. We have faith that through God, the impossible can be and will be accomplished. Thing number three, a person with childlike faith watches as God does the impossible. This means when we see a miracle that can't be answered, we don't need to search for the answer. We need to simply have faith and simply see God's amazing work for what it is, his work. You simply believe that God can do anything. You admit it when you doubt, and you watch him do the impossible. And to wrap things up tonight, thing number four, the most important, connect to God regularly. John fifteen four through 5 reads, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him... He, he it is that ba- that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Connect to God regularly. Maybe you're expecting God to do great things in your life. But if you were honest, you'd have to admit that it, in your order of priorities, God's pretty low on the priority list. You don't spend the time necessary to develop your faith. At the end of this message, uh, Aaron said I should uh, pray for everyone, but... Um, I'm not going to. Why don't you take a moment tonight to pray and connect to God? Despite your doubts, despite your questions, pursue God. Don't allow your past to rob you of what God wants to accomplish in your present. As Mr. McGoriam said, life is an occasion. Your life is an occasion. Rise to it. That's all I got. I hope you enjoyed the movie. So two weeks we're doing this movie called The Adjustment Bureau, it, anybody seen it? Yeah? No? Okay, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's kind of this cool little wild ride with hats and doors and love and love lost and all this, it's really kind of neat and we're going to totally tear it apart, so it's, but it's good sci-fi. So we encourage you all to come to that two weeks, it'll start at 6 o'clock instead of 6.30, Donald had to work so he was a little late, so we're going to start at 6 o'clock on time, snack bar will be there like normal. Man would not have to be in charge of it that time, right? Seriously? I own two sock monkeys, and when I saw the sock monkey go, I'm like, hug the sock monkey. Thanks for coming.